0: It's sipping time. Oh
1: yeah, it's definitely sipping time today. That's for sure. Listen, welcome to the Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at two a.m. and we thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of the one two three show in Hong Kong. It's the perfect lunchtime uh, companion. One two three. How do you say one two three in, in Chinese? Anybody know? Until three. Oh, yeah, that was really lame. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of your hosts here, good old boy Mike. Joining me here at the table is good old boy Sparky. Howdy. And good old gal Carrie Ann. Hey there. And Charlie. Hello, hello. And Jenny.
2: Welcome. Hello.
1: (laughs) Um, Carrie Ann is uh, joining us from Straight Up 615. Carrie Ann, tell us a little bit more about that.
3: Straight Up 615 is my blog, and catch-all for all the other things I do, mostly in Whiskey World, speaking, appearing on Mike's radio show.
1: It's great to have you. It's really great to have you here, and I hope everyone will uh, check that out as well. Also joining us here at the table from the Charlie Tonic Hour, Charlie and Jenny. Tell us a little bit more about the Charlie
0: Tonic Hour. Most, most certainly. We do an alcohol-infused podcast for those who take drinking seriously. I thought this was alcohol-infused. There's well, definitely alcohol. There's, there's definitely alcohol. We, 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 uh, we kind of approach alcohol from like a cultural perspective, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, we do. Uh, we look at the world through a glass. I kind of yes, like the way you put that. I and didn't. But we always have a drink segment. We always are drinking. We're always drinking on the show. It's, it's a podcast that justifies our rampant
0: alcoholism. 300 episodes and counting, never missed a Wednesday. I like that. Rationale with purpose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: That works for me. <laughs> While our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee, here's what we're going to discuss today. It's just going to be about gin, gin, and gin, and more gin for sure. Gin. <laughs> Definitely. Listen, um, we uh, this episode is going to be presented by Fevertree Premium Mixers. The founders of Fevertree believe that a gin is only as good as the tonic it's paired with. That's why Fevertree's award-winning tonic waters have been individually crafted to complement the varied flavor profiles of gin. So, if three-quarters of your drink is the mixer... Mixed with the best. Well, this is the Big Gen Taste-Off. I have been waiting for the show and working towards it, and I'm so excited. We have assembled over 50-plus gens and have tasted these all in a blind tasting. Oh, what a night. <laughs> oh, what a night. <laughs> Just glad you're all still alive today. Yes. Um, yeah. So what we've done is we have selected our top 10 products to discuss today on this show. Uh, Charlie's going to get the honors of reading our SIPS ratings for today. I'm thinking, Charlie, I want you to try and channel your favorite superhero. And bonus points if you can pick any foreign accent of your choice.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, my favorite would be John Constantine, but I just can't do a British accent. So I'm going to go oh, game show host. Game maybe. show host. Maybe, yes. All right. So, so we're going we're gonna to take this a little different direction, but we'll be tasting and discussing these gins and rating them with the Sips rating plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings right now. Uh, give me a glass to wash. Uh, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. A rating of one. Water. <laughs> bring water, bring water. Rating of two. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Rating of three. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Rating of four, let's keep this secret to ourselves and pour another. That's classified. Rating of five, we'll hear it from the audience. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness.
3: Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Oh, I approve of five.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm just (laughs) trying to think in the hallows of lame. What do you think Sparky?
4: Uh, you know, I'm going to take a pass on that one. I mean, yep. y- you know, give, give him a rookie
1: start on that. Exactly. Nice to, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take
0: a rookie. But, I'm, I'm happy with that.
1: Yep. Maybe yeah. the second time around, okay, uh, for Charlie, we'll see. Okay, he needs more
0: gin first. I do, I, I do.
1: I, I, I.
4: That's my superpower, <laughs> gin. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of that. Well, listen, we're going to discuss a, a ton of gin in this episode, and if you'd like to know about more about this style of alcohol, listen, there's a Gin One Hundred and One episode that can give you all the background to understand gin a whole lot more. We're just not going to cover that on today's episode. Carrie Ann, tell us a little bit more about what we're going to do.
3: I'm thinking we should have listened to the Gen 101 before we started last night. (laughs) 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 So we did have a huge inventory that we uh, went through for you, so you don't have to. Um, We broke these products down into London Dry and then the ever popular category of everything else. It's probably not a perfect process, but it was one that made sense at the time for this episode. London Dry has a common taste profile, more juniper-led, with a touch of citrus and rooty finish. We were looking for those and found a couple. Since 2008, there is even a designation in the EU related to ABV and what cannot be added, like coloring. We selected two products in this category for our top ten, and those were Beefeater and Vanagander, Van-a-Gander. London Dry Gin. It's really fun to say. I like saying
2: Vanagander. Vanagander.
1: Vanagander. I think it's cool to say it after you've had way too much. Yeah. <laughs> that I,
4: was be really great. I don't know
3: what you're talking I about. I think it'd
4: be a great name for a nemesis.
2: Damn
0: you, Vanagander. <laughs> See, where were you 10 minutes ago? I was, uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a nemesis. That's what I needed. Okay.
1: Uh, let's see. And we're continuing with this. Jenny.
0: So yeah, the other category was the everything
2: else. Um, so what does that mean? This is a huge uh, range of things, mainly a lot more botanicals and a marked change in the ABV with some of the navel strength gins in there. Uh, sometimes it's completely absent of juniper or citrus. So again, this may be an imperfect process to take a topic, um, for, but we're doing this in one hour. Um, it seemed to work uh, for us though. We had Um, over 800 gins worldwide and of course we had about 50 of those in your living room. So uh, you can imagine there's a great deal of variation, uh, really stark changes between region and between different styles. And even the 50 that we looked at had a a huge variety of flavors. Uh, We had gins uh, from the US, UK, Scotland, Japan, Spain, and Italy, just to name a few of the places.
1: So uh, what we did is we established a top 10 list. Uh, Listen, this is not a list from one to 10. You should think of all these as number 10 or number one, whatever works for you. Um, And all these products are basically on equal footing. So here is our top 10 gin list from Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Beefeater, London Dry Gin. The Vanagander, London Dry Gin. The Vermont Spirits, Cooper's. Or coppers, coppers, uh, American style gin, the uh, Kenobi uh, Kyoto dry gin, Plymouth gin, Durham Distillery conniption American dry, Woody Creek Colorado gin, the St. George uh, Bonnet, Botanivore gin. See, you, th- you, you guys. Uh, who lost that bet?
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't bet. Uh, uh, no, I see. I was. I was, I, was thinking, I, did not bet. I was thinking that Charlie was going to go did, for it. Did not bet.
1: I, I uh, would say after the eighty-fifth uh, uh-huh. spotted gin, who can say that right? Uh, last two: Death Door Gin and Cutwater Spirits Old Grove California Small Batch Gin. So those are our top ten products that we're going to go over today, and we're going to go over those. Uh, in this order. So listen, we're going to start right off uh, the bat with the two London Dry products with the Beefeater London Dry Gin and Sparky's going to introduce this. Okay, uh,
4: Beef Eater London Dry Gin or what fueled my father during my entire childhood. Uh, <laughs> so there's a definitely attachment there for me. Uh, from James Burroughs' original recipe, Desmond Payne, the world's most experienced master distiller, oversees a bold and distinct gin that sets the standard for London dry gins. Since 1863, it has stood the test of time and now claims the title of world's most awarded gin and the thing that keeps my children alive. A product of our <laughs> creative city, Beefeater, is pr- still proud to be made in the heart of London. With big juniper character and strong citrus notes, this is a real r- London dry gin um, for those that really enjoy the taste of gin with vitamin gin. There are nine botanicals, including some I've never heard about, by angelic like Angli- angelica root and yeah, angelica, angelica root. root. Yeah, all right. This was one of the two products that we chose in the London dry style category. There you have it.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think about this?
4: Well, at least for me, uh, I mean, this this is my go-to gin at the house. I mean, I, if I could buy it in bigger than 1.75 liters, like small tanker truck or bathtub, oh, I would have that. But, uh, you know, the first thing that hit me with it was uh, just very, you know, very forward with the juniper. Uh, you could just get a lot of alcohol on it. Uh, and then right behind that came the... Uh, the evergreen, the uh, juniper right behind it, um, and almost a little note of pine. Here, I'm just going to take a little refresher right here. Lovely, and then just uh, yeah, sorry, had to. Um, and then on the on the tasting uh, side of the note, on the tasting side of it, uh, you know, just so crisp. Um, I almost get like a pucker with it. Uh, then right behind that, you've got the juniper. Uh, just so well-balanced, I think. Nice dry finish. And then just a, a, a little bit of citrus. I know a lot of people say that they can pick up uh, licorice, but uh, I didn't really get that so much uh, out of it myself because I despise licorice. Um, but yeah, what, what about you, Karen
3: So it's no secret I'm not the biggest fan of London Dry, but through this uh, blind tasting last night, this one was a pleasant stop. Um, it actually tasted like gin and... I was excited to see it. Hmm. Don't love it still.
1: You know, uh, I thought so. This is a macro brand. How many uh, million gallons do you think of beef eater are created every year? Like five million.
4: <laughs> it's got to be more than that. Got to be more. Yeah.
1: We'll be right back after this break.
4: Cool, that's a Flaviar box, the online spirits club where they send you products that you can't find in lots of stores, plus access to all those rare products. Wow, there's lots of cool stuff in this box, plus I see you can get a wide variety of products.
1: Yep, it's like a holiday or birthday every time that little box shows up, plus I get free shipping on any full-size bottles that I order from Flaviar. It's like being a spirits explorer, getting to discover new products. They even carry plenty of products we've talked about right here on Subsuds and Smokes, like the Caval Gin. Glengoin 21 Scotch and Redbrush Irish Whiskey. I'm going to get this for me as well as a gift from Dave. Right, the hallmark of most relationships, shopping for yourself. You can sign up online at flaviar.com. That's F L A V I A R.com.
4: Look, they have rum. Mmm, I love rum. And scotch and cognac. Oh, this is such a wonderful gift from Dave. And tequila and bourbon and rye and Irish Whiskey and gin. Mmm, I love gin
1: hey welcome back to you sip suds and smokes on today's episode we are going through the big gen taste off is what we're going through uh we are uh, make it, made our way through uh, 50 different gins. Uh, we're going through our top 10 list we just went through uh one of the london dry products that we shortlisted which was beef eater and uh Karian, uh did you have any other tasting notes around any of this you wanted to mention nope on the
3: beef eater i mean like I said, London Dry is not my very favorite style, but of the styles that we went through, it hit all the marks that it should. Uh, I appreciate I lo- that about it.
1: I love the uh, the learning process, even for this team. You know, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the way around. Well, uh, we're going to have one uh, rating as we're going through these, and our Sips rating for Beefeeder is actually going to be three.
4: Interesting.
1: So uh, the next product uh, up is going to be the Vanagander and uh, Charlie's going to introduce this product for us.
0: Absolutely. I kind of wish we'd held this one for the end, but let, let me let me give you the, the, <laughs> the, the, the standard description here. Our gin is distilled according to the London Dry method, the, and following Galician traditional experience. Uh, to make our gin, we use the best 100% grain alcohols, the best botanical pick, and the great advantage of an exceptional supply of Galician Tops quality water. Its nose is intense and very complex, as you are able to catch a scent another one stands out and then another this mix is remarkable remarked by a halo of fresh character with citric notes tangerine lime flowers orange blossom and iris spices cinnamon nutmeg in mouth it's kind at first then fresh and vibrant with a sparkling trickle tickle at the tip of the tongue it repeats its aromatic range and leaves afterwards a clear and enduring memory then invites you to take that next sip <laughs> I think I think that Jen wants
2: to, to take
1: us on a date or something. Oh, my Gosh. Please bring in the hip waiters. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so what do you think it tasted like?
0: I was th- I mean, out of all the gins we tried, this one just knocked my socks off. It it just it had uh, i think I, I described it kind of like a little bit of a flavor corkscrew like I, I didn't i didn't quite understand it at first and i agree with the description which i think is valid which i don't always agree with in these but I thought it was it kind of took you somewhere and then twisted on you and took you somewhere else and it just had so many layered flavors it was interesting in a way that I don't normally get out of gin so it was it was different fresh I don't think it really agrees with kind of the London dry tradition that it says on the label I would think of it more as a kind of a floral approach but it's 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 so refreshingly different that's what i like about gin it's like a palette you paint on we all
2: tried it and we thought this doesn't really taste like a london dry but we liked it so much we gave it a pass yeah yeah it's yeah it's got some great spice notes to it it's Uh not as juniper forward and the the nose this is the only gin that we had i think of the tasting where i could just sit and smell this all day it smells so good yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and the only one of the tasting that i went and i actually immediately found the website and tried to like Get a bottle. How hard is it to get Spanish? You can order it, I think. Oh, really? I haven't haven't dug fully in yet, because but I'm going to. Um, This one, this one really did blow me away. A wild, mad. I was going
4: to say I'm pretty ISO. That stuff
0: is. I was. I was shocked. I really was. Um, So, uh, had any of you
1: tried a Spanish gin uh, that you can think of? You know, before Mm -hmm. this exercise, I I, for me, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. So uh, that. Begs the question. I really wonder what else they're yeah. making in España that uh, you know we haven't uh, haven't tried you know here on the show because I thought this was a, a wonderful rendition as well. I, so, I
0: smell a road trip. How can they have yeah. a
4: financial crisis when they're making stuff like that? I know. They need to step it up. Sell some more of that, right?
0: <laughs> I Come agree. on, yeah,
1: right. Well, our SIPs rating for the Vanigander London Dry Gen is going to be a five.
3: Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That's how I felt after we drank Yeah, me too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> did you guys mix it in a drink at all? Just out of curiosity, have you no. tried that?
3: We did
1: not. I did. Uh, I, I made a gin and tonic with everything yeah? that came in the door. So yeah. you're
4: never getting malaria ever again. That's correct. <laughs> That's uh, pretty if we have fantastic. time, I'll talk
1: a little bit about some of the ones that I shortlisted through that experience. Okay. So Nice. I tried them all neat. I had one with a uh, neat and with a uh, gin and tonic. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there's definitely uh, several along the way that I caught my short list. I thought
4: so. it was classy how you guys laid down plastic before you tasted the 50. I mean, <laughs> that was – like, you guys
1: are pros. You know
0: what's up. Look, you know, it's all about high-quality planning, you know. At about 37, we were like, we've made a horrible mistake. shoe <laughs> bring me a bucket. Yeah. Is that why
4: you're wearing a life alert necklace?
0: <laughs> Jenny was texting friends saying, save me. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, just uh, something to help you kind of follow along and maybe look at the full inventory of what we tried. We will post the entire inventory of this tasting on our website, on, uh, on our Facebook site, along with this episode. So you can take a look at some of the other items that we had in the London dry category that didn't necessarily make this short list. So, uh, like we mentioned earlier, the process we use is to go through um, all the London dries and then the remaining um categories we just kind of put all in one common category except for barrel age There were no barrel age products in the rest and uh we shortlisted eight products out of that and we're going to go through those eight next and uh starting off with this is going to be the vermont spirits uh Copper's American-style gin. Jenny is going to introduce this for All us.
2: Right. Uh, Copper's gin. Uh, it's distilled with wild juniper berries, hand-picked in northern Vermont. Christ. This was not the only gin that talked about hand-picking their juniper. I, juniper was, must was be it very Was it sustainable?
4: Because I really don't even want to try this. It's not sustainable. It's,
1: it's so sustainable. It's to come with a free berries. bumper sticker. I picked the juniper berries. <laughs>
3: uh. <laughs> Just pick yeah, your so. own season in Vermont.
1: You dangle and, and I pick them. Juniper <laughs> season is
3: a big.
2: All the tourists come in and <laughs> pick the junipers. So what uh, else about this one? Has <laughs> <laughs> some coriander, uh, angelica root, um, cassia, orange peel, cardamom pods. Uh, basically, the idea was to make a gin that would be recognizable to gin lovers, but using local botanicals and small batch production techniques. So this is a small batch gin and I described this as a manly gin and I'm not sure why in (laughs) my notes but um, I'm wearing it
4: right now
3: (laughs) I think the reason for that was it was low down on the list yeah it was
2: um, it does not seem quite as manly by the light of day as it (laughs) did last night but it has still got some great spice to it Um, nice flavor and I I agree it is is a more traditional this tastes more like a traditional London gin than the Vanaganders does
0: Yeah, it was. um, Very smooth. Yeah, I went like earth kind of root, licorice a little bit through the flavor for me. Uh, Long finish. I was really surprised how the kind of the taste, and I think that's why I scored it a little higher, was the fact that the taste, once you initially tried it, hung with you. And and a lot of these were just like ghosts moments later. And this one actually kind of had a presence that I liked. It kind of hung with me like a good friend.
1: Well, uh, there you have uh, some of our tasting notes for the Vermont Spirits Coppers American Style Gin. Our SIPs rating is going to be a four. That's classified. Up next is the Kenobi Kyoto Dry Gin, and I'm actually going to introduce this. And here's a brief uh, description from the distiller. Kinobi, that's not to be confused with any Jedi of any kind. That actually means the beauty of the seasons, is inspired by tradition and distilled, blended, and bottled in Kyoto. Our gen is made in recognizable dry stills. Or dry styles with a distinctive Japanese accent. Oh, we're gonna have a fun with the J- Japanese accent. No, so uh, Kenobi Dry gin is uh, created with uh, Japanese botanicals that's a uh, stuff you hang in front of your nose, it smells good. Uh, but uh, with uh, yellow yuzu, you know, the uh, yellow yuzu is? hi, uh, yellow yuzu is hi, it's gonna be very good. Uh, so I uh, of a Kyoto Prefecture, no trainer go up there, so uh. Kinoko wood chips. Uh, how many nobody what that is? Nobody. So uh there you go. It's a bamboo. Everyone know what bamboo is, yes? Yeah. So and is that uh, the
3: stuff you're shoving under our fingernails
1: right no, now? It's uh, there's a very good Japanese accent. Hi. <laughs> I, I'd
4: just like to thank you, Mike, for not only getting us banned in Japan, but also once again. the entire
1: <laughs> all all of Asia. So I think. You're, you're saying we won't get any more Japanese I'm distilled just, products. You should,
4: no. Really? Well, you may get something, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to drink it.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, special, special gift for just, you. Just for you. Like for exactly. my Japanese. Yeah. We're not going to talk about what the doggy doing uh, in there. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. So, there's some tea in here and uh, some other things, uh, peppercorn berries uh, in this gin. So, very botanical uh, forward uh, for this gin, for sure. Um, I think what's, uh, so again, we've moved to a completely different, uh, region. Um, I have to say never had Japanese gen before. I've had a lot of other things from Japan, but, uh, definitely not. Um, this is, uh, you can definitely, um, get a, pick up a lot of botanicals and, um, some essence of juniper off of this. Um, here, let me take a quick swig of this. Um, You know, it's really kind of pleasing coming into it as a a nice ramp of the sweetness into this. Um, It is so well balanced all the way from the beginning, the middle, and a really nice clean finish off of this as well. That peppercorn thing is kind of at the end off of this, but just a really uh, pleasant gin all the way around uh let's see
3: yeah my first tasting note on it was black pepper um i got a lot of black pepper on the nose and immediately on my palate but that's you guys almost got like a melony,
4: maybe it's the sweetness or something like that but i got a like a melon for a second really yeah Yeah, definitely citrus i got citrus
0: when i went interesting i'm with you
1: yeah
3: i didn't get wood chips i have to go back and no wood chips
1: and no bad Japanese accent, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so, listen, for uh, Kenobi uh, Dry Gin, we're going to have a Sipsa rating for number four. <laughs> That's
4: classified. I never wanted to go to Japan anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> now I can't.
1: What's really sad is I actually <laughs> spoke Japanese for about four years. So, you know, wow. I don't know any of it anymore. Wow. So, yeah. So sad. I think um, you're off the At least you maintain now. the accent. Uh, yeah, thank you. Wow. I appreciate that. No, uh, no beef for me. You no see cow in Japan. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right up. Uh, next is uh, going to be a really well known gen. We're going to talk about Plymouth gen and Carrie Ann's going to introduce this for us.
3: Yeah, so Plymouth Gin is a true original. Since 1793, its unique recipe of botanicals has been made to the highest standards in the same distillery in the very heart of the historical city of Plymouth on England's southwest coast. I thought Plymouth was a rock over here in this country.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, A lot of Americans <laughs> get that confused You yeah.
1: have stolen our rocks And you've put them <laughs> on the other side of the pond And then you name them after stuff that's right next to us You got some nerve
3: It's the gin <laughs> These factors have resulted in our particularly English gin Becoming as famous and well-traveled As those who first tasted it This is made at the Blackfriars Distillery And is the oldest working distillery in England I'll give them that So you won't argue with the history. (laughs) Let's just say they're right. Um, Yeah. So I chose to talk about this one because I was most surprised that this is um, of the second category, the gin that I rated the highest, Um, was very disappointed to find out what it was. But my first note on it was Ginny Gin Gin. I um, definitely think it hits all of the notes a gin should and does it in a really fantastic and balanced way. So from the nose to the finish, um, I think it's a really complete balanced gin. Uh, Juniper, definitely the driver, um, takes good direction from the citrus and the warm spices. And there's a little residual sugar. It's just really yummy and creamy. I enjoyed it. I didn't mean to.
4: Mm.
3: (laughs) It just happened.
4: So, uh, and, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but the gin and tonic uh, uh this was the original gin that was used in that because this is what would follow uh, the British Navy everywhere uh, they would go. So this is what they used in that. And, uh, but anyway, no, on the uh, nose, it was very subtle, lovely. I almost got like some uh, on the botanical side, some almost some uh, floral rose notes uh, and then a little bit of citrus Um, uh, much more sweet on the front uh, and smooth with this nice creamy round mouthfeel to it um uh much less astringent than of course the blended dry style and uh light and uh i, I enjoyed i i use this all the time at home uh, and i was telling you guys earlier you really should try plymouth's version of slow gin it's quite excellent
1: um, yeah i sell that in their product lineup and i it's been a while since i've had that so yeah that would be really good
3: yeah i'd like to go back and revisit this and try it with some cocktails I really am impressed with it, and I guess it's been a while since I tasted it, but it it really just fills up your mouth and keeps nice finish on it.
1: Well, for Plymouth Gin, our sip, suds, and smokes rating uh, is going to be a four
4: for the OG. That's the
1: um, so, one quick uh, story. So, uh, I was happened to be at the liquor store picking up a few things for us uh, right before uh, this, and I was going out of the checkout line, and there was a guy that was in front of me picking up a really famous tonic um, that I love as well, and uh, that I made all the gin and tonics that I made. I made them all the same uh, tonic and everything else, but this guy had like four four-packs, a, a lot of tonic, and I asked him, I said, are you going to you know, be making you know something with this? And he said, oh, yeah. We really love this with Plymouth. And uh, he actually infuses it with cucumber and strawberry as uh, the way they make it in England. Yeah. He said uh, that's the do. way they make it locally there and uh, with this tonic, and it's just outstanding. And so I don't think I've had quite that combination. I've had cucumber and strawberry and gin and tonic, but not with Plymouth. So I want to come back and uh, swing back and try that for myself. So, yeah, it
2: sounds good. Yeah.
4: Well, that's, well I mean, it's very similar to a Pimm's cup, you know, because that's you know, gin-based and it's got the whole...
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think it'd be bitter, like a uh, You Cup know, tends to be.
4: So, so. Are you are going to tell us what tonic that is, or are you withholding? Sp- I'm going
1: to withhold the brand name. Oh, Until on. they so, offer a sponsorship. Yeah, correct. There oh, okay. you go. See, she's the bright one at yeah, the okay. table. Thank you very well, much. That much.
3: never happens.
1: All right, let's keep moving right on along, because next up is going to be the Durham Distillery Conniption American Dry. Carrie Ann's going to introduce this one for us.
3: So Conniption American Dry gin traditional small batch distillation techniques merge with modern lab technologies to create an American dry gin that is supremely clean, crisp, and complex. This conniption is triggered. If We're going to talk about how conniptions are triggered. That's a whole other show. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) So this one's triggered... Does it start
1: with pouring this (laughs) gin?
3: ...by a novel two-step manufacturing process that... First gives botanicals like Indian coriander, angelica root. It's the distant cousin of Angelica Houston. And cardamom, a sophisticated footing with juniper from vapor infusion in our custom-designed German pot still. Next, because there's more, the fresh and floral notes of cucumber, citrus, and honeysuckle flowers are individually vacuum distilled at room temperature and then blended into the gin base to provide a refreshingly modern flavor profile that is utterly brazen and irresistible.
1: I think that this uh, product description was written by somebody from Canada. (laughs) Do you think so? Yeah. A PhD from Canada. Yes. Nobody.
3: FUD. The yeah. vacuum Lottie. distilled
2: must be the modern lab techniques they were Lottie,
3: referring to. Lottie, I need to. a GNT.
0: Yeah. I heard A at the end of every one of those sentences. I'm think, yeah. yeah, I
1: agree. <laughs> you have <laughs> at, <least, laughs> at least four and a half months to write that product description. Yes. yes. You know?
3: It didn't take me so long.
1: What do you think
0: it is?
3: I will mention this is the very last gin we tasted last night. It is. Night. Yeah. And we were really ready to be done. So we <laughs> which, were like, which, this is the one. Let's go.
0: Ginny did not even leave a tasting note on. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so my original notes were getting a little shorter, but um, I definitely. Um, pulled out notes of white pepper um, grass some lavender and florals and then the tasty notes told me it tasted cucumber so now that's what I taste
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> well played um, well the the thing that really hit me was I actually wrote down sweet rye because it has kind of a, sw- a, a sweet spicy you know element right up front there's kind of some juniper and some other herbs kind of in the middle. Um, but really balanced about this, I think it's uh, that sweet spicy thing is is really kind of in check, you know. For this, kind of like me, yeah, girl. <laughs> but I <laughs> I think the fact that this hung tough and we scored it so well at the end was really says a, a very lot. Very
3: dirty yeah. end. <laughs> well, listen
1: uh, for the uh, Durham Distillery uh, Conniption American Dry. Our sips rating for this is also going to be a four. That's classified. Well, you've heard about lots of good gins so far, and we definitely have a lot more ahead of us. We'll be right back and talk about more.
4: destination, but baby, the whole elation, riding down this lover's avenue.
2: As slow as the willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide need the
4: stars and cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows. My hand is yours forever, sweet love, our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view.
1: Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds and Smokes. On today's episode, we are talking about the big Gin taste off. And uh, we are going through over 50-plus gins that we've done in a blind tasting. We've selected our top 10 uh, for today, and we are going through those. And we have three more products to go over, and we'll have plenty of time to talk a little bit more probably uh, about the exercise itself. Up next, we're going to cover a uh, a product you can probably find pretty easy. So I'm, I think we're all kind of happy this made the list. So... This is the St. George uh, Botanivore Gin. Sparky's going to introduce this. St.
4: George Botanivore Gin. Botanivore, or botanical eater, or a new food craze that I really never want to see, is comprised of 19 different botanicals working in concert. Think of a meadow in bloom, herbaceous, fresh, and elegant. Boy, this is scooping it isn't it
1: okay look these people are from san francisco so open your gold i'm telling you these are people that have driven down from washington to write this marketing copy
4: what is in it count with us angelica root bay laurel bergamot peel black peppercorn caraway cardamom cardadad cilantro cinnamon citra hops citra hops really Coriander, dill seed, fennel seed, ginger, juniper berries, kitchen sink, lemon peel, lime peel, lemon lime peel, orris root. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, carton of cigarettes, several <laughs> orange peel, star anise. Good God!
3: It's the Whole Foods herb section.
4: Uh, did they run out of label, or like how did that? Because that's the tiniest bottle I've ever seen. Yo,
1: Jethro, throw it's it in there. See if it works there. Good grief.
3: Makes you wonder if there's anything that didn't make the cut. They're like, no, that doesn't go.
1: Yeah, definitely. I,
4: I did not get the citra hops at all. Did anybody else?
3: It was one up. of a hundred. Yeah, right?
4: Okay. Um. So, yeah, uh, for me, it was kind of a little bit sweet. Uh, and really, the overriding on the nose was just, uh, I, I got sweetness on the nose. And then there was just juniper for days and days and days. I didn't pick up anything else. So that's clearly to me was the number one, uh, botanical in there. Um, uh, I, I thought it was a little bit harsh and a little bit too complex. Honestly, I just basically my notes, I didn't read the specifics on it, but my specific notes I wrote down were loads of botanicals. (laughs) I literally wrote that. So well, they're 19. Oh, it's in there. Um, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you would do with this other than maybe weaponize it. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of what would happen in a cocktail or something like that. But but hey, if you're looking for a flavor profile, it's in there. I guarantee you. Hmm. Um, that's
2: actually, the thing that I dislike most about this category is that because there's so many botanicals, it kind of doesn't work a lot of times in like a martini or a lot of like the classic gin cocktails. True. Absolutely.
4: yeah. Man.
1: No, that's a great point. Especially if you're looking for a very a uh, classic taste profile in that cocktail, you know, you know what a London dry martini should taste like, right? Yeah. You know? And
4: if you're going to build some like new cocktail with it, you know, maybe if you had a, I don't know, maybe a citra forward beer or something like that and want to make a beer cocktail, um, you could play with that. I don't know, but, um, uh, yeah, that's my two cents.
1: Well, uh, a couple of my uh, thoughts on St. George, uh, botanivore, um, you know, kind of juniper uh, right up front, sweet, really incredible balance uh, to this. And I thought the the spice uh, in this was really subtle. And it really had enough room for all of this stuff to kind of be there at the table with you and we had several things that had all these really complex you know botanical infusions uh to it so uh there's another product on the market that we didn't have in the lineup that i thought was kind of a companion to this but if you don't know st george's lineup they actually have three different uh versions they have this they have a dry rye and a terroir or kind of the three uh horsemen um that you know kind of go through their renditions of looking at at Jen and we had all three and it's nice that this one actually presented itself so well in this whole lineup so uh really uh, fantastic that um we got to have this in the lineup our sip suds, and smokes rating for the St. George Batano- Batana of botanivore <laughs> is going to be a four that's classified So up next, uh, we're going to go through Woody Creek, Colorado gin. Jenny's going to introduce this uh, for us.
2: All right. Uh, So we're going to introduce Woody Woody Creek Creek gin. Uh, And Charlie (laughs) wanted to do that with me because it is uh, gin that we found at uh, Tales of the Cocktail uh, when we went this summer. And I could spend this whole segment just talking about the burlesque show party that they threw at Tales of the Cocktail with an ice. Gin
1: burlesque in New Orleans. Are you in Sparky? Bur- is there ever going to be a Tales of
4: the
0: Cocktail <laughs> no, 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 no. anymore? Burlesque with on. ice skates. Ice- oh my god! Ice- Burlesque on ice skates. Burlesque dancer. <laughs> Are there lasers involved? <laughs>
2: Didn't <laughs> need it. That, that, that <laughs> might have come later. Perhaps sharks with lasers. <laughs> uh, but I actually, I did, I did like this gin. Um, it is. Let me let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, It is a combination of a classic London and New World gin. Uh, They start with a pure potato spirit and distill it above proof. So what that means is they make a potato vodka and they use their vodka as the base. That's what that means. Um, They take locally sourced hand-picked junipers. Again, hand-picking the junipers, very important. Mix them with other botanicals such as fresh lemongrass, coriander, cinnamon, angelica, hibiscus, lavender, cranberries, and grains of paradise. Orange and lemon peel, lime wedge, everything. Yes, um, the base spirit and the botanicals are left to macerate for a few uh, full day at 150 degrees Fahrenheit, and then redistilled. distilled uh, It's extremely smooth, handcrafted, ultra premium American gin with extraordinary character and complexity.
0: What What are grains of paradise? I am just. <laughs> oh, they are the elixir of life and make great beer. By the okay, way, too, okay, okay. Yeah. I am. I am novice on that front,
2: but I, I do like uh, potato vodkas, and I this does give it a very different mouth feel than the other gins that we had. It's very creamy, Big time. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's a little bit uh, there's there's a flavor to it I can't quite place, and I'm going to hand the glass mm-hmm. over to Charlie so that he can try and and come up with it because he's always he always knows what to say about these things. No, he's just gonna stand there.
0: I'm gonna stand there and stare and leave you hang. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 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 truly appreciating the flavor. No, it's it is it is a little bit more of an aggressive flavor than some of these, and I like that. It 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 comes at you a little stronger and 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 kind of plays with you a little bit. But um, in terms of what that flavor is, I'm getting, I don't know. I don't I don't nothing jumps out at me. It's just t- like, it's tasty. A, it is There's a to it. Vanilla but, is what yeah. I got. I kept getting like that this sort of, creamy vanilla. Yeah, feel I think to
2: it. I think that might be it because it's sort of looking in more of a a, a sweets, baked goods kind of a realm almost more than a lot of the other ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the spicy finish on it. I mean, it's got a nice spice to the end.
1: Well, thank you both for the Woody Creek Colorado gin. Our sip and rating for that is going to be a four. That's classified. Well, up next is going to be Death Store gin. And Charlie's going to introduce this
0: product for us. Absolutely. I always, um, well, I'll save my story till after. Death's door gin has a surprisingly simple botanical. Is a surprisingly simple botanical mix, mix of juniper berries. Yeah, I'm going to slow down here. Juniper berries, coriander, and fennel. Using a mix of juniper berries that includes the wild juniper of Washington Island. More how much gin are nice yeah, <laughs> you going to know. Last night's drink. coming back. Last night's coming back fast. That was quick. Yeah. On gin and with juice. coriander and fennel seeds. Death store is able to showcase how. Complementary and complex simple expressions can be. Like the vodka, Death's Store Gin employs a flavorful base that includes hard red winter wheat, corn, and malted barley. Death's Door Gin has a full London dry flavor without all the bitterness because of the vapor extraction process and the base spirit. In fact, you can taste the three botan- botanicals. Loaded juniper berries in front, spicy citrusy notes of the coriander seeds in the middle mid plate, and soft cooling finish of the fennel seeds Death's door gin is big enough to stand up to classic and vintage cocktail treatment but soft enough to be enjoyed on the rocks as a dry martini it is truly the utility gin of its time and this is a really overwritten statement if you ask me <laughs> so this only has three botanicals in it is yes, that what that was, yeah, that's they were what saying? saying yeah i mean i i i wow. was when i saw it i was very dismissive um, because uh, I work with a series of bars in Cincinnati, and they brought this on, and it's been kind of the almost like a house gin we've been using there, not not a well gin, but it's, it goes into a lot of cocktails, and I. I there's some other gins I thought should be there, and I was when we when I saw it in the lineup, I I kind of wrinkled my nose at it, and I thought no, and I was really kind of surprised how much of a quality product it was compared to what I thought it was going to be. I thought this was I thought this was kind of like a, a bottom shelf gin, and I, I really did it a disservice, I think. So I'm owning that. For shame! For shame! Well, they did build themselves as a utility gen, so it's know, not all on you, mother. I, I felt like I should <laughs> like like channeled like a, a heavy metal, death metal, void distortion. You know, I was like, <laughs> go go deep with it, but I just didn't have it in the presentation. It would it. be a lot
1: better than the rest of the
0: marketing copy yes, you read. Yes, That's for sure. I know. I know. Of the Welcome to Death gen. Welcome to Death But, store.
1: but utility
4: <laughs> gen to me sounds like, man, I need to degrease these engine parts. If only I had some utility gin. <laughs> yes. Do
0: you, do you do <laughs>
2: Just spray a little utility gin in there, fix it right up. (laughs) Uh, So I
1: I have found this on my own personal bar quite a bit for some reason. Nice,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised.
2: I I agree that, you know, when you know that there's the three botanicals in there, you can pretty much taste. Yep. Those are the three things I taste. I'm Mm -hmm. juniper, coriander, and fennel. Yep. That's.
0: Yeah. I mean. I, I certainly came. I mean, it was just all over the palette when I was doing it. I, I definitely, I got, I got a little bit of pine out of it, a little bit of lemongrass kind of. But it was, it was interesting. Hmm.
1: Well, here we have our <laughs> uh, lineup for the Woody Creek, Colorado. Uh, no, this is Death Door. I'm sorry <laughs> for Death Door, Jen. And our Sips, Suds, and Smokes rating for that is going to be a three.
4: Interesting.
1: While we're up to our last product, uh, which is going to be the Cutwater Spirits Old Grove, California, I'm going to introduce this product, and we'll have some time to chat about this, as well as uh, some other things about this exercise here. So, for the Cutwater Spirits Old Grove, Jen, here is the product description from the maker of this. Now, this is a product that's actually made by a beer maker. Is that right, Ballast?
4: Not anymore. Not no. anymore. So, no, yeah, they spun this off. This is contract. Yeah, they spun off... Uh, they, uh, they took their money and ran, literally, All to, right. to make spirits.
1: So here's the uh, uh, product description. I, I get to editorialize again. No no Japanese accent. Thank God. The Tory Pine, unique to a semi-arid shores of San Diego, but strangely reminiscent of juniper tree. Not. The embodies the London dry style. Our old Grove gin blends the best of both worlds, crafted from fresh cracked earth and bold juniper berries with subtle hints of fragrant rose and locally sourced coriander for a drink that's upstanding and proper yet anything but contrived i don't think you should word the use the word contrived in any marketing description whatsoever no. <laughs> um so uh yes is a, a really um i thought it was an interesting product to throw uh into the mix for sure um uh i'm, I'm sorry i just wanted to come back and actually uh taste it again here so it has a very subtle rye uh, to it um a very sweet finish um to it Mm. yeah uh that sweet finish i think is kind of the signature uh move around this um as well um anybody else have some thoughts on this yeah
3: so we tasted this right after um um a gin that I described as uh, having a tinge of vomit. So I really liked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this was your rebound gin. <laughs> yes.
3: Are you saying this is yes. rebound That's gin? It's a little rebound it? for me. It it benefited oh. from the, from it the uh, placement in the lineup. Yes. I uh, found it to be balanced and tasting of gin and not vomit. So got my approval.
1: <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that uh, we came back around to this. Our Sip, Sudden, and Smokes rating for the Cutwater Spirits Old Grove California Small Batch Gen, with a few less words in it, is actually going to be a four. <laughs> That's classified. Well, uh, there you have our uh, top ten and uh, our ratings for each of these. You know... Uh, we have a little bit of time to kind of talk about the exercises yeah let's do that
3: I hate exercise
1: <laughs> you know so this was four months in the making you know coming getting all these products assembled and, you and know, kind thank of- you Good uh, Lord. Yeah, I you mean, worked just a uh, really...
3: Sparky just opened the tinge of vomit.
1: Oh, well, you know, if we have time, we'll talk about uh, what may <sighs> have dragged at the uh, at the end of this. But I do want to talk about the exercise, because I love Carrie Ann's comment, you know, kind of coming into this, that there was an awakening about a whole style of doing, you know, London draw Gen that... Uh, it kind of came back in and that's really good and there were a lot of other surprises along the way you know for everybody as well um charlie uh what surprised you
0: um, the burnout of the palate over the course of the experience. We went through 40, 43 gens before we finally kind of arrived at these 10. And I, I'm surprised some of these trying them again today, how fresh <laughs> my palate can be and how how refresh. I, I don't know how you do it any other way than we did it last night, but it, quite honestly, um, for me, the experience was there was a lot of diversity, but there was also, there were some clear losers and there were some clear winners. And there wasn't as much mid-ground as I thought there would be. Uh, either I really liked Liked it or tended to not like it, and and that was surprising because with spirits I usually find it runs the whole continuum, and it was some were done really well and some were done really horribly. Yeah, uh, Jenny.
2: Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, one in, in the interest of full disclosure, in one of the blind lineups was a gin that I actually have have sold as a as a representative for this distillery, and I did not recognize it uh, immediately upon tasting. Once I'd known that I I had t- I had already tried it, I was able to think back and go, okay, I think I know which one it was, but. <laughs> That was that was shocking. Were you hunting for it? I was trying to. Yes, oh, I was trying to think about like, and huh. I, I just I, I thought that I would. I thought for sure that as soon as I tried it, I would recognize it, and I didn't, which was surprising. Huh.
3: I had two revelations. One being during the London Dry tasting that I was really craving something to taste like London Dry Gin and whatever that meant to me. And then the other revelation was in the second category of things that didn't. If I had tasted them in any other setting and not known I was tasting gin would still not know I was tasting gin. Uh,
1: I think from a scoring perspective, what I found interesting was how high we scored all the London Dry series versus the botanicals. It was interesting that that reference, you know, taste profile. Hmm. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for our episode today. Listen, we need to thank a few people for making this episode possible. Many of the producers that create these products, sent these products to us at our request. And we thank you very much. Uh, special shout out to Best Brands Distributors in Tennessee, as well as the incredible uh, work of our cast and our crew that's uh, worked on this episode to make it possible over the last four months. So thank you, everyone, very much. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud. Tune in Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, iHeart. Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe, and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at Please do not start those emails with about Sparky. Uh, our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be, inter- be able to interact with a thousand of other fans on the social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to take the time to thank my co host, good old boy Sparky. Absolutely. Thank you. Good old gal Carrie Ann.
3: I made it through a whole episode without saying Roll Tide.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I just can't that. Charlie, thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> really? We should make her drink that, that, that product <laughs> we need to talk about. Do you even know as gin is is in it,
3: Alabama? That That'd be the
1: floor of the chucker. <laughs> thank uh-huh. you for being here, Jenny. Thank you for having us. Listen, uh, come back. Join us once again for another great episode of Sips, Suds and Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping.